Hey mamas, and welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and independent eaters. I'm Alyssa, your mama in BRD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it. But honestly, the few seconds Instagram gives me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week right here as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short because mom life, but I plan on giving you real-life tactical advice and answering your actual questions. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Today's episode, I think, is going to be really, really great. I talk a lot on my Instagram about how to raise independent eaters. And kind of what I mean by that is that we are trying to raise human beings who eat on their own accord. Like they eat to serve their body, to honor their hunger, to listen to their body, to eat for their own health. And not because mom or dad is looking over their shoulder. They're not eating because we're counting their bites. They're not eating because they'll get a sticker. They're not eating because they, I don't know, need to I don't know, they get screen time or whatever might be going on for why you might be trying to get them to eat. They're literally eating independently of you. That is what we are trying to raise. I know that this takes time. I know this isn't always possible today, but that is the entire purpose of my page to switch the motivation for eating from an external reason of mom and dad looking, mom and dad counting, mom and dad asking, mom and dad begging, pleading, bribing, (laughs) bargaining, all the things, or maybe even, you know, an older sibling or something else. So we're moving the uh, drive for eating from the external to the internal. They're eating for their own needs. They're eating independently and because they need to eat, to survive, to stay healthy, to keep their energy up, to keep their growth up, to develop, to do all the things we want our kids to do and achieve in life. Now, long-term goggles here, okay, mama? We want our kids to be independent eaters now so that they stay independent eaters. And what I mean by that is once our children grow up a little bit more, eventually, A, they'll be on their own, right? Like the hope is knock on wood, cross the fingers that our kids grow up to be independent in multitude of ways that they can live on their own. I also know that that is not always possible. So I am with you, mama. I hear whatever struggle you are going through is valid and real. But that is a lot of our goal is that our children are one day going to become independent from us living independently, eating independently, choosing independently in school, in choices in spouse or partner, in choices of where they're going to live and what they're going to do with their life and where they're going to go get coffee this morning. All of these choices are going to be independent. 
Now, right now, we might be focused on please don't draw on the wall again with crayon, <laughs> but we also have this long-term vision, or we should, with parenting our children that, yes, it's about following the rules today and staying within the boundaries today, but we set up the boundaries to kind of corral them or encourage them to be the independent person we want them to be one day. I hope you're kind of tracking with me here because this is a big reason of what I do or why I do what I do. Um, I focus a lot on the long term, maybe a little bit too much, honestly. A lot of times I let a lot of things slide in the day because I'm like, oh, well, we're focused on long term. It's a balance of both, right? But I want to encourage you that when I say I want us to raise independent eaters, this is what I mean. I mean that their drive to eat is coming internally and from nowhere else. And the research is really showing us that children, specifically little girls, but little boys as well, but children are wanting to change their bodies or go on diets or lose weight or eat less or work out more as early as age eight. And that's just what we're finding in the research. I know plenty of anecdotal stories of friends of mine or friends of my children who want this far earlier in life. We see three, four-year-olds looking in the mirror, unhappy with what they see. Oh, mama, this is a heavy topic. Got heavy quick. I'm sorry. (laughs) But here's the thing. If we teach them to be independent eaters now... If we teach them to have body confidence and self-confidence and build them up now, their chances of carrying that into adolescence and adulthood become better and greater. And the number one way we can help facilitate that in our children, I feel like you know where I'm going here, is to have that for ourselves. We want to be the example. We want to be the change. We want to model the change. We want to model the behavior that we want our kids to step into one day. I say this a lot if you've been around on my Instagram, specifically my stories. I say this all the time that we can say all the right things, but when we're doing one thing and saying another and our children have a choice or maybe they don't have a subconscious or they don't have a conscious choice, it's subconscious, they're going to do what we do, not what we say. Oh, I wish that wasn't true, right? I wish that was not the case with kids or in life, but it just is. If we want them to walk the walk, we have to walk the walk. We can't just talk, right? We can't just tell them what's good for them while secretly doing something else for ourselves. There's actually very strong research that shows the children who eat the most fruits and vegetables have parents who eat the most fruits and vegetables, parents who don't eat fruit and vegetables, their kids don't eat fruits and vegetables. Now, it seems kind of obvious, right? But I even find myself stepping into this trap. I do pretty well, honestly, with vegetables, but a lot of fruit, oh, I almost never eat fruit. And the reasoning behind that is because I preserve it for my kids. I want them to eat it. I don't want to spend $4.99 on a little tiny box of raspberries for me, but I would do that for my kids. (laughs) This is sounding so funny when it's coming out of my mouth because I literally know how important fruit and vegetables are and how much better I feel when I eat them, but I preserve them for them. But this is counterintuitive to what research says because I know as a researcher, as a dietitian, that the more I eat them, the more my kids will eat them. So if I want that for them, I have to do that for me. So all this to say, when I say I want them to be independent eaters, where that stems from is this idea of being basically an 
intuitive eater. Being an intuitive eater means that we are focusing on our intuition to tell us what and how much and when to eat. Now you'll notice that I talk a lot about the division of responsibility with children and we set up these structures and we are in charge of what goes on the plate when they're eating or when there's an eating opportunity and where they're eating. And our children are in charge of if they eat that food we present to them and how much. This boundary, this structure that we set up for these children at a young age gives way to them eventually being able to make these decisions on our own. This is the structure and the place that kind of like I talked about before funnels them into the future to say, hey, this is where I want you to go. But in order to get you there, I can't just let you have at it day one of your life. I have to set up the structure and the environment for you to succeed long term. And what that means is setting up the structure to teach yourself how to know when you're hungry, how to know when you're full, how to know what sounds good, and how to eat to satisfaction, and how to eat for health, and how to eat to feel good. Not just good like, oh, those Cheetos were so good, but good like, my body feels nourished and energized and ready to take on the day or the week or whatever I have planned. Okay, so these are the structures we set up and then eventually we slowly hand over the reins to our children so that they can make these decisions more and more on their own. That's why come eight, nine, ten, especially in the tween years, we start to give them more control over maybe what comes into the home, what's on the menu. They maybe start preparing food for themselves or for the family even better And they start to take even more and more ownership so that eventually we hand over the keys completely, right? We say, okay, I've set up the structures. I've given you the opportunities to learn. Now you get to go out into the world and take care of yourself. Now, this takes time and it takes practice and it's hard as parents because we watch what they do and we're like, oh my gosh, you cannot just live on goldfish and air. You need food and we want to tell them to take three more bites and eat the freaking chicken, right? We want what's best for them. We know that they need protein and they need fresh fruits and vegetables. And we know, or at least we think we know when they're hungry and they need to eat. But the truth of the matter is we don't. We don't live in their body. We don't have the physical experience that they have when they're eating, just like no one else has that for us. We are in charge of what comes into our body. We get to make those choices and we deal with the fallout or the consequences when we eat something that doesn't align well with us, that doesn't feel good. When we skip meals and crash or we eat far too much and feel uncomfortable and miserable. We have to let our kids experience this too. Now, this takes time, okay? And I can't walk through it all right now. A lot of it is um, aligned in my Table Talk program and I, I walk you through that. But the thing is, as parents, if we want our children to be independent eaters one day, we have to become independent eaters now. And what that means fully is we have to be intuitive eaters. Now, intuitive eating are a set of principles that were identified by Elise Resch and Evelyn Triboli. And they wrote a book about it. And these principles are gold, you guys. There are 10 principles to following this mode of intuitive eating. And really what it is, is getting back to the way that we were born. We all know babies are born to eat. We've seen the videos of them crawling up mom to latch and nurse. We know that they were born to nurse for as long as they need to and then turn their head. It is 
really hard to overfeed a nursing baby, really hard. A little bit easier with bottles, but even then, if you've ever tried to give a baby a bottle when they're done with it, they will spit that nipple out so fast and have nothing to do with it. Babies know when they're hungry and when they're full. Typically, babies know this, healthy babies. Okay, this is what we want to get back to as adults. And the reason why we're not there is usually because someone spoke into our lives or we handed over the keys to someone else. We said, oh, hi, influencer. Please tell me what I should have for breakfast. Oh, hello, Weight Watchers. Please tell me how many points I can have. We handed over the keys. And usually before that, what preceded that was someone speaking into our lives telling us we could no longer trust our bodies. We weren't to be trusted to make the decisions of when to eat, how much to eat, where to eat, even what to eat, right? We were told we couldn't be trusted and we believed them. Maybe not at first, but eventually we did. A lot of times I hear that that comes from parents, that parents were the first ones to tell their kids they couldn't be trusted. And this might sting a little bit, but sometimes when we weed it out and we keep going further and further back, it comes from picky eating. It stems from picky eating because picky eating, when that natural occurrence pops up in children, we as parents go, no, 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 you're hungry. No, 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 you need chicken. No, 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 you need three more bites. And we are actually inadvertently, because we love them so much, we are inadvertently telling them they can't trust their body. And that mom has to choose for you. Mom has to tell you. Dad has to tell you. We get to decide how many bites until you're full. And that is actually us telling them subconsciously that they can't trust their bodies. Thus starts an ever kind of internal battle with them to have that internal versus external conversation of why they're eating, what they're eating, and all those sorts of things. Now, listen, I've made a thousand mistakes, a lot of them around eating. It is literally why I do what I do. And just for the reminder here that no parent is a perfect parent ever or in any arena, our kids are not going to come out of being parented by us unscathed. It doesn't matter, okay? We are not perfect. We are imperfect people parenting imperfect kids. So these things will happen, but the goal here is to let the good outweigh the bad. Let the internal outweigh the external and build them up so much so as young children that they can go on to be independent, intuitive eaters. Now, again, back to the idea that we set the stage, we model the behavior we want our kids to have. I encourage you, if you're not already an intuitive or practicing intuitive eater, or what we used to just call an eater, right? And you're going on diets and you're concerned about weight and you're tracking your food and you're letting someone else tell you how much or what to eat, that maybe it's time to reassess your relationship with food, your own relationship with your body. And step into something new. Go towards that independent, intuitive eating. Work through that. Correct your relationship with food and do the best that you can. No one has a perfect relationship with food or with others or with anything. We're imperfect people. But working on that relationship with food is going to go a long way when then you are also working with your child to become an independent, intuitive eater. 
Mama, I feel like <laughs> this was a heavy episode. I didn't intend it to be that way, but I want you to know that I see how hard this is. I'm living it absolutely living it. My intuitive eating journey started just right before I got pregnant with my son, but truly I haven't felt so successful in it until recently. And actually that came when I actually started another podcast called Diet Riot Podcast with my good friend Brooke Miller. You guys know her as Nutrition for Mamas. And we started a podcast and boom, my intuitive eating journey soared because I was talking about it regularly. I was working on it. I was talking with professionals. I was teaching it. I was teaching it. And by teaching it, you learn so much more about it. So if you haven't already, I would highly suggest you subscribe to my other podcast, Diet Riot Podcast. I host with another fellow dietitian. We talk about intuitive eating. We help you, mama, reclaim your relationship with food and with your body. We do all that through our free podcast. We also have a membership that is incredibly powerful of women who are tackling this in their life, a ton of moms in the membership working on it. And their why is so that they can model that behavior with their kids. The membership doors are open and you can join at any time. And it is such a powerful place to be to not only get the education you need, but the support, the encouragement from me and Brooke and other dietitians, but also from other moms, from other women, just like you. We all talk about things. We come on live calls a few times a month. We dive into the research. We work on body image. We have daily text affirmations to your phone. All these sorts of things in the membership that are really powerful to get us aligned and becoming those independent intuitive eaters so we can set the stage for our kids. We all want our children to have a healthy relationship with food and with their body. Don't you? And we know that the best way to do that is by modeling behavior. And we can do that. We can do that starting today. I don't care where you're at, mama. We can start that today because the most important thing we can teach our kids is that change is possible, that we can change, that we can pursue, and that we can truly help ourselves and be in control of ourselves and put ourselves in a way that is aligning with our own body, our own health, and our own future. So all this to say, this kind of bridges the gap between why I do both, why I help women reclaim their relationship with food in their body, and why I think that actually pertains to picky eating more than anyone had would have ever guessed. But that is truly kind of the stem of where it starts. So I wanted to tackle both. So a little bit more about me there. If you guys want to learn more about the membership, I'll link it down below. If you are struggling and you just want to subscribe to the podcast, it's a great place to start. Just scroll on back and start from the beginning or start today. Don't overwhelm yourself. Start today. And of course, the book Intuitive Eating, like I referenced before by the two authors, um, Elise Rush and Evelyn Tribbley, amazing place to start. I listened to it on audio Audible, not sponsored, but I truly did. It was really, really helpful. All right, Mama, thanks for tuning in today, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on Instagram at momandmerd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have by emailing me at alyssa at momandmerd.com. Until next time, mamas.